The following podcast is scheduled for three falls and promises to call it Down the Middle. Hello and welcome to Calling It Down the Middle, the wrestling podcast that takes some of the hottest ongoing issues, considers one or two different sides of it, and then promises to call it down the middle. I am one half of your Calling It Down the Middle host, Alex. And his partner, Mike. Okay, so this is episode one, tentatively titled, uh, Where the Bugs Are. Exactly. Uh, Neither of us have any podcasting experience, so this could be interesting for us and painful for the listener. I'll just apologize in advance for that. Yeah, we are sorry if this doesn't work out the way we will improve and we will get better. Either that or we'll just never post this episode online and no one will ever hear it. True, so true. there's that side of it. Um, so our basic premise is we will look at three issues in the world of wrestling, one past, one present, and one looking to the future. We will take... Not necessarily opposing sides, I guess. We'll take two sides of that story. Um, we'll put forward our case, and then once we have heard one another out, we will call it down the middle. We'll find we'll find a fair compromise because that's what we're all about here: fairness, truth, justice, integrity, intelligence, intensity. Three eyes. <laughs> Kurt Angle, last match coming up. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think we'll just go ahead and get going with our, our first um, our first talking point today, which we have labeled in our running order here as, what the hell is going on with Dean Ambrose? Is it a work? Is it a shoot? Well, as we all know, he's not supposedly not signing back with WWE, um, and he's been basically on a losing streak since then. It's not, it's not <laughs> even just a losing streak, it's just weird. <clears throat> It like, is a weird scenario. He yeah. just, they've just got him doing... It's almost... I don't. It's not quite Damien Sandow-esque, where they've got him coming out and playing a different character each week, but it's kind of along those lines where he... like There was wasn't the one episode of Raw where he like forgot that he wasn't a face anymore. Um, it was like, where, Seth, Seth, where were you? Why weren't you out there? Why didn't you help me? Um, very weird. Which I very guess, weird. It's trying to deal with the lunatic psycho type thing where he doesn't know... He's had a struggle of which way to go. Um, but the positive is he is main eventing pretty much every other week. Well, that's, well, that's the weirdest thing. So I, I've been back and forward on this as to whether it's real, whether he's truly not signing, or whether it's all a, a story, a planned story. And I thought when the, the rumor that came out this week that he was done, he was off, going to be off of television, was off of Mania, um, I, 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 my initial thought was, it was the whims of Vince McMahon every Monday when he got to the building and was like, what, what the hell am I going to do with this Ambrose kid? And it was just whatever he felt like, whether he was like, well, it's, uh, maybe it's not such a bad thing. If he wants to leave, he wants to leave, so we'll just be reasonable about it. And then one the other week he'd turn up in a bad mood, and so he'd be like, make Nia Jax beat the shit out of him. Um, yeah, it's definitely, for someone who's getting possibly ridden off and going to a different promotion, he's getting a lot of spotlight still. He's in the major storylines. He's dealing with the shield that just reunited what two, three weeks yeah, ago. Yeah. Um, so he's involved with the with the same main event wrestlers that he's usually involved with. For someone who's 
possibly leaving the company. It's a little bit of strange to show him every week on the show, usually in the last section as well of the show. I mean, there's definitely the argument of they're trying to sell more S.H.I.E.L.D. shirts. That's probably, it's, you know, let's make be. money out of him while we can. It but, could be. So for the basis of this, we're going we're gonna to assume it's a work and go from that baseline and pitch what we think is the uh, most... The, be- the best way to, uh, I guess, play out that story going into, and I guess, past WrestleMania. Uh, Mike, do you want to take the lead, what your thoughts were on this? Yeah, I'm definitely thinking it's a work, because he is one of the most popular wrestlers in, on Raw right now. Um, what I'm thinking is going to happen is he's he's probably not going to be on WrestleMania. He's going to be off at all. Nope, he's not going to be on WrestleMania. He's actually, because he did get beat up the last couple of weeks by McIntyre, maybe he goes out on a quote-unquote injury, and then comes back, and he's gonna, he's going to cost one of the Shield members the title at one point. You think? You think that'll be post Mania though? I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be post Mania because it needs something to excite the crowd. Right now, every fan thinks this guy is not coming back. So if they give him a little bit of space and don't let him take, maybe take off a, a month or two. What's next? SummerSlam would be next. The next major the next, one. Next big one, yeah. Yeah, and maybe he shows up there and costs Roman the title or Seth the title up because there have been rumors recently that Brock retains. Please, God, no. <laughs> Please, no. <laughs> that's that's a nut, nutty scenario right there. So that that was my my imme- well my immediate thought, and this would be just for the heel heat would be for him to cost Roman at Mania and help Drew because. You'd, in theory, you wouldn't see it coming because Drew McIntyre's been the guy who's beaten the hell out of him for the last couple of weeks. True. And then he shows up. But there is absolutely zero chance Roman Reigns beats cancer, goes to WrestleMania and loses. It's just not going and to happen. And let's remember back a few months ago where Drew wanted Dean to join him on his side with Braun and um, Bobby Lashley in that group for that quote-unquote faction for three weeks or something. See that, 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 so, okay, so that was my initial thought, and then I thought that's not that's not going to happen. So, so that I, I can think that, that I mean it would be good heel heat. It would definitely get him as a a major heel, helping to cost Roman his his WrestleMania big comeback. But then, I, so I then I so my, then I was like, well, if it's not going to be that, maybe he costs Seth the title. Maybe he helps Brock. But Brock like, retains. I cannot I cannot live in a world where that is what is going to happen at WrestleMania. <laughs> Um, so I think the other thing as well, I'm not sure they're going to, well, on the one part of it, I thought it's WrestleMania. They're not going to want the universal uh, championship match to be, uh, end with like DQ or not DQ, but you know, with, with interference, with outside interference. So maybe that won't happen. But then on the other hand, there might be the argument of we don't want, if Brock Lesnar is going to lose, we don't want him to lose clean. And therefore, this is a way out of it. Dean Ambrose doesn't care. He's on his way out. Last thing he did was help his buddies. And then he rides off into the sunset. Or does he? Um, that's, so, a, that's a good storyline right there. I, so I don't know if that that would happen. I, I'm still undecided in my head as to whether they would want that to happen at Mania for him to interfere in the Universal Championship match. But I think either way, Seth has to win because he just has to. <laughs> Otherwise, we riot. <laughs> what if... After all this, Dean is really the focal point of this mania. He's helps in every Seth, match. He's helps in every Roman. Match. Starts off the... Uh, Sasha and Bailey. Yeah, st- yeah. 
wins the arm. Helps Braun with the battle royal with, yep. with the Saturday night. Yeah, uh, beats up the Saturday guys. night live guys for him. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's it. He's it's, a, it's the Dean Ambrose mania. There we go. Ambrose <laughs> mania. I mean, it would fit. Mania. He's a maniac. Oh, why, we should have seen it coming. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was better than anything I was going to suggest afterwards. <laughs> yeah. Is kind of how we call that in the middle. I think that's it. I think that's it. I think that is it. Yeah. So Dean Ambrose is probably going to appear in all of the matches on the card. That that's no that that's it. Okay, I've changed my mind. It is real. He is going to yeah. leave, and they're getting every yeah. last drop out. And this is his like, farewell. Him in every single match. At the end, he does a taker, his farewell taker, hand up in the air as a shield, and just walk off. Takes off his dirty jeans, <laughs> yeah. leaves, <laughs> leaves him in the middle of the ring. His tank top walk, walks out in his underwear. That's it. Yeah, I think that's... Ren- <laughs> Renee is there to give him a hug, and he just walks out the uh, MetLife Stadium. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I don't think we... I don't, well, all I can say is Vince McMahon, book it now. Yeah. And that's, that is the only We're way... We're in the mind of Vince right now. He has that option right there. He's going to book it. Okay, our second talking point for today is our uh, talking point from the past, and... I think it's rather fitting, considering who won this match. Uh, it's the 2014 Royal Rumble, which was, of course, won by Bautista himself. Uh, Bautista mm-hmm. um, obviously has just... The beast. That's the, the animal. Sorry. <laughs> oh, animal uh, beast. Uh, uh, there we, that's what, that was a technical bug <laughs> yeah. that you just heard there. That was an audio <laughs> blip. The animal. The, there now. It's yeah, down. we'll we'll edit it and post, and it will just I'll just get one of those like um like robot speed. I mean, the animal. <laughs> we'll just we'll just go over the top of that. It'll be fine. Um yeah, so Batista won that, marking his well re- return. He had returned the previous week, I think, on the Raw before the Rumble match. Um, he entered at number twenty eight. There were plenty of other people in the ring at that time. Um, they got the entire shield was there. You had Sheamus, Del Rio, um, I think Kane. I think I think Kane was out. I think he came back. So CM Punk was still in, and Kane had already been eliminated, but then showed up to eliminate Punk. Just pulled him out over the top rope. Um, so, so yeah. So we we are going to decide who we think should have won that uh, Royal Rumble. I guess to try and mitigate the booze. That resembled around the, that resounded around the building um, following Batista's victory, um, as obviously at that time it was the Yes movement. Everybody yes. believed it would be Daniel Bryan. They were anticipating Daniel Bryan, and instead at number thirty, Ray Mysterio. Mysterio. Poor, poor Ray Mysterio, thrown under the bus. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how they chose him to do that, but somebody in their bright idea said, "Hey, we needed somebody to be 30. It's, and it's somebody, not going to be Daniel Bryan. Somebody really popped it's, the crowd at thirty. <laughs> Everybody's waiting, and there's one person missing in the rumble. Should be the Yes Movement coming down. Rey Mysterio. Rey Mysterio. Nothing no. against Rey Mysterio. He's a great performer, but in that situation, I think the boos were proper. <laughs> well, not, I think it was. I, I don't. I. I, it was obviously a few years back. I don't remember the immediate reaction to Ray, whether he got booed. I don't think it was that bad. I think there was disappointment. It was just a lot like, of disappointment. Oh. Like the air was let out of the balloon, and then obviously when I think there was a shock the across the crowd. Yeah, what? Daniel Bryan's not in his rumble. Yeah, that's so, what that's what happened. So this this is our these are our pictures for how we would 
uh, redo that that Royal Rumble match to not have the crowd boo it out of the building. Um, so, so let's do this right. I'm gonna announce the I'm gonna be Howard Finkel in this case, and say, for your choice, the winner of the 2014 Royal Rumble match. It's still Batista. Okay, but hear me out. The animal. <laughs> the beast. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, okay. So here's my issue with the whole Batista angle that I thought at the time, before we even knew what was going to be happening with him, they firstly announced that he was coming back like the week before. They said, Batista's coming back. And he was coming back on the Raw. I think it was the Raw before the Rumble, if I remember rightly. It may have been the week before that. Um, but it was on a Raw. It wasn't, he didn't just make a surprise entry, entrance in the Rumble, which is how they should have done it. And that's. That would so have been awesome. That is what I think they should have done. And that is how they, especially with them coming out as late as 28, um, I think, yeah, if, if they'd been able to keep it under wraps, which I think back in 2014, there was, there were enough people you could still keep in the dark about it that it wouldn't, hopefully wouldn't get everywhere that they knew he was coming back. And then, and for, hey, for all I know, maybe <laughs> maybe that's why they announced it because it got it started. To and looking on. at the list of all the entries in that rumble, I don't see a big surprise name what coming out on there. What are you talking about, El Torito? Uh, uh, other than El Torito, uh, anybody else would be okay. I can see them coming. JBL, I mean, it, it's nice, but hey, Batista would have made the place erupt. If he was a surprise entry, yeah. And that, so, so that that is my thinking. I, now I'm not a hundred percent sure that that would have done enough when he won. Still, that because there would definitely still have been the disappointment of Daniel Bryan not being in the Rumble, and even if you put him in and had him eliminated, that would probably have been even worse. So I think you still have to have him not be in there. But I think if they had kept that a complete surprise, so nobody knew he was coming in, it wasn't announced because they'd taken the sting out of it by. A, announcing it before he actually returned, and then it being on Raw instead of the Rumble. So he just shows up in at number 28, and you know you can have the Rumble pretty much play out in the same way that it did, but I think people would have been excited enough that Batista had just shown up out of nowhere and won, that I think that certainly would have mitigated some of the negative reaction. I think that would have been similar to the year John Cena was injured, and nobody expected there him to go. be back so early. And then he came came out and ended up winning the match. Same thing around the same number twenty. I think it was thirty. 20, I'm was it thirty? Sure Cena, yeah, thirty. You were so, the one, the one at the garden. The one at the garden. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know what year that was. I, I have to admit, I no, went. no one expected that to occur because they said, "Oh, he's out three more months." And I think that was probably because of when it was as well. This was before the internet wrestling community was as large and had as much information as it does right. now. So that helped. So as I say, it would have a lot of it would probably have come down to how quiet they could have kept it. Um, you now, can't whether, do that nowadays. Exactly. Absolutely not. Yeah, you you would need to keep it between literally the people involved, and yeah, it would be yeah. almost impossible. There'd be no way you could keep it quiet. Probably not. So I think ultimately the the WrestleMania main event would it, you'd still have to probably get Daniel Bryan in there, um, and that's so I, I think it would still be the triple threat. As I said, my, my main aim here is just because the, I think the whole thing with Batista's run is he was promised a face run as champion. Um, and obviously the whole Daniel Bryan thing basically took the legs out from under that, which, yeah, maybe WWE could have seen it coming. They could have, could have played it out better, but 
I, I think this this would have been the only way I think you could have at least done something with some of that negative crowd reaction would be to have it be a complete surprise late on in the rumble. There would be a lot of I think buzz still about that. People would have, I think people would have been disappointed, but they would have been like, yeah, but it's pretty cool. Batista came back and won. Um, I think that. I think on the night, at the very least, that that would have that would have helped with that. For me, I don't know how long the Batista return was behind the scenes. But this guy came back the wrong time, wrong place. That oh, yeah. that Raw Rumble pay per view was Daniel Bryant winning, going to the to the Rumble. Um, so I don't know afterwards if that if they if they knew the reaction was going to be that way with all the boos for Bautista, and then had to create another who, path for Danny Bryan. Who's your favorite Bautista? Who's your oh, favorite so Batista? Oh, so my winner... No, no, I'll say, who, who's your favorite Bautista? We've got Bautista, Blue-Tista, Deacon Bautista. Do you have a favorite form The blue of one was the most... This was the worst. I don't know <laughs> why he chose that color to wear. It definitely was not a color that I would have chose for him. It made him... Look like a joke. <laughs> I, got, I got to go with Deacon Batista. I remember. That. I think Triple H referenced that on Raw this week, the Deacon Batista gimmick, because that was it was around the time I think I stopped watching wrestling for a, a period after around about that time. So that was all I really remember Batista as was Deacon Batista running around with Devon, right. Reverend Devon. Anyway, Testify. Sorry. I'll let you your your big announcement. So yeah, for going on my side, the 2014 Royal Rumble winner. Would have been Rey Mysterio. For him to be (laughs) taking the token of being number 30 in that situation, knowing that Daniel Bryan was not going to win that match or be in that match, he should have surprised Batista. It certainly would have been a surprise. I don't even remember. Was Ray with the company? Was that a return? I think it was I think, I think it was some type of return. Either he was just coming back or something. But he, it definitely was a shock to everybody that it wasn't Daniel Bryan. <laughs> yeah. I, so you'd have had... So Ray... So Alton was the champion at the time. He beat Cena to retain the... I think it was the WWE World Heavyweight Championship as it was then um so you you would go for ray actually ray i think he had did he have both yeah he, it was it was the Cena, unified and was, it, both was that what belts. they were calling it then it was the wwe world heavyweight because it was the wwe title and the world heavyweight mm-hmm. um yeah so they had both belts so you'll pick you, you so think, so yeah so what would happen is ray would win the next pay-per-view what is, was it fathlane at that time well, anyway that pay-per-view whichever whatever they called it in 2014 well, the, would, the would February be a, pay-per-view. Yes, the February pay-per-view would have been Ray versus Daniel in the main event, and the winner would get into that championship match because Ray would say, "Yeah, I respect you. We'll we'll fight for it," and and eventually, and Daniel Bryan would take the opportunity away from Ray Mysterio. It was elimination chamber. Oh, the elimination chamber that I, changes I rem- it a little I bit. I remember that all by myself and didn't <laughs> use the internet. Yeah. We don't have any that sources here. That wasn't it's the one all I was from our brains. I think it was back in the, the like very like ninety nine two thousand around that era. There was one in the, I don't remember what it was called. There's uh, so many of them. It's hard to keep track. They keep changing names and yeah. Yell at us on Twitter, even though we don't have a Twitter account. Yeah, just yell at us if you want to. <laughs> yell, yell, go out, go out onto your outside tonight when it when it gets a little dark around around eight o'clock. Um, a little dark. Go out, go out in the back garden. 
and just yell into the sky, we'll hear. Yeah. That's how it'll, it'll get to us. Yeah. Yeah, and, and we then, I don't I don't know the history of wrestling if Ray and Daniel ever locked horns before that. Yeah, that would be a that'd be a true main event for a couple of high flyers there and of course ultimately the S movement would have been victorious. Yeah, yeah, that definitely would have been a good match. Um so yeah, and then I'm I'm saying nothing changes well other than the introduction of Batista changes. Um okay, so Time for us to call it down the middle. We've got Rey Mysterio on one side. We've got Batista on the other. Here's what I think. Randy Orton. Ra- Randy Orton comes out at number 30, wins the Ro- eliminates everybody, wins the Royal Rumble, and the main event of WrestleMania that year was Randy Orton versus Randy Orton. He fights the voices in his head. The voices in his head. It's what well, they, they would do it like they did when he feuded with Bray Wyatt with all that ridiculous stuff on the canvas. Uh, That's what it would be. They would be projecting the voices in Randy Orton's and, head onto the mat, and then and he'd Randy have to fight himself. Then Randy loses to the voices. He loses to the voices, <laughs> and it would be um, it would be like vacant is like one of the lo- one of the has the most reigns as champion. The, the voices they're in his veins or whatever. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's and, what it would be. And then the next night he comes down and RKO's the voice. <laughs> right. The he RKO's thin air out of nowhere, pins it, yeah, that that's it. Or you have the voice, no, because it would be pretty funny. And you could see WWE doing something this hokey would be to have the voices actually hold, because I think the next pay-per-view is Money in the Bank. So you would have Orton wins the Money in the Bank and cashes in on the voices. And so in the meantime, you just have Orton doing like, that like Orton's music plays, or you just have some like whispers or something, and like you have the belts lower down from the ceiling, and then you have Orton backstage doing like the promo. <laughs> it's like he's telling part of the voices. telling what's he gonna what's he gonna do to the voice exactly. Um, and yeah, so Orton then wins Money in the Bank and cashes in on the voices to um, to um, become champion. And so I think Cena, I think it was actually who won Money in the Bank, and then. Because uh, so Brian, I think Brian obviously had to relinquish, and then I think, oh, I think no, I think it wasn't Money in the Bank. It was the I think was it was the ladder match for the championships at Money in the Bank, if I remember rightly. That's one I don't remember very well, so that that could be wrong. Yell into the void uh, uh, to us about <laughs> yeah. that one, because yeah, you might yell a little bit. We're going by memory. We're not using the source. Yeah, we're we're, we're going we, by our memories. We did a lot of preparation <clears throat> and research ahead of this. That's yeah. <laughs> That's five years ago, people. Okay, without hey, we, without looking at stuff, we're doing said, we, good. We don't know what we're doing with podcast <laughs> research. I don't know. That's right. Yeah, we don't need that. Um, but yeah, so R- Randy Orton's voices um, ultimately become WWE champion. I, I, World I really don't think I can top that. Uh, calling it down the middle. But what I'll do is say a, a special entry in the match: Hornswoggle. There you go. Oh, there you can't, go. You can't beat him. Hornswoggle and El Torito. Yeah. They did that at some point, didn't they? Wasn't it WLC? Something, something silly. That. I don't remember. All right, let's, uh, let's go on to our future angle um, that we're going to talk about for this episode, and that is what next for Asuka as this past Tuesday on SmackDown, she lost the SmackDown Women's Championship to... Charlotte Flair, a woman who already has a WrestleMania match. You may be familiar yeah. with it. The main event, you know, with Ronda Rousey and Becky Lynch, that one that's been they, talked about they a needed, lot. They needed to get Charlotte on the card, basically. Yeah, so they, they said, let's give her the title. So I have heard 
it theorized the reason that they wanted to, to do this is to have the end of Mania. This is assuming Becky wins, um, which you feel like she, she has to. Um, this is the Daniel Bryant, guys. It's, <laughs> this is the story that millions want to see. And so the the idea is that the closing image of WrestleMania will be Becky with a Raw Women's Championship, Charlotte with a SmackDown Women's Championship, uh, Bailey and Sasha with the tag team belts, the four of them, um, which I... So because I was thinking... Uh, that was obviously a theory. I don't know that there's been anybody who's come out and confirmed that in any way, but what that did lead me to think about is whether maybe that leads to the four horsewomen of MMA coming out and challenging the next night on Raw. Who knows what's going to happen with Shayna Baszler with the NXT championship, um, the women's championship at TakeOver, whether she drops that and is maybe coming up the main roster, brings um, the, is it Marina and um, Jessamine up, on, up with her, and maybe it's the, the four belt holders versus the four MMA horsewomen. Um, and maybe that, because that, that was initially, when Ronda came in, that was what I assumed was going to be the, sure. the match at Mania, was going to be the four versus four. Um, I think I'm not sure whether Jessamine Duke and uh, Marina Shafir were really at that. Like, they're obviously fairly new. I mean, all of them are, with the exception of Shayna, who'd been on the indies for a little bit before signing with WWE, they're all relatively new to the industry. And as good as, like, Ronda has been in terms of taking to wrestling, and she was obviously a big fan beforehand. Um, and having the MMA background obviously helps with that too. I, yeah, I, d I don't think that match would have been quite the draw that they would have wanted it to be. So, but I think maybe maybe that is going to be what will happen after Mania, and if that's what they're looking for, that that um, image to close Mania, that could be. Uh, but at the same time, they've just kicked Asuka to the curb just for the sake of that. Which... Horrible, horrible waste they're doing with her. This is a woman that had 500 days as champion, undefeated in the next T. You bring her up, you give her the title for a couple months, and then you drop, let her drop it. Drop it on TV, seemingly now no WrestleMania match. Right. So and there's 17 WrestleMania matches. One of them could have That's... been Asuka defending the championship. See, I almost wonder if it's that. They're like, we've got to get rid of some matches somehow. There's just too much. Well, that's, that's one of the things I heard. It Vince said, we have 17. We can't have an 18th. Somewhere you could have took it away from any of the matches to give her a five-minute match. The problem is that outside of that main event, who is she really to face? I think that's Dana it. Dana Brooke. Well, so there was the the four-way on SmackDown last week, I think it was, to determine the number one. Well, no, well, that was going to be this week, and then they oh, changed okay, it to so the championship was, match. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, I... But again, it would have been, what, Naomi that wins that I one? I think that's it, yeah. Who who would it have been in terms of it being a big featured match on Mania? I think there's no there's probably isn't, when you look at all the other matches, that would have been the one. You'd be like, there's no heat behind it, because there really isn't a a legitimate challenger. And so I think some of that, honestly, is WWE have kind of booked themselves into a corner with Asuka, even dating back to NXT. Because obviously, I mean, they around that time period, there were plenty of long title reigns. I mean, Finn Balor held the title for ages. Bailey held the title for a long time. Um, but she was presented as so untouchable. I think it did make it difficult to put her in a believable feud. And I, I mean, I guess it's not her problem. She's that good that you know, it, she, she, the gimmick works for her, but I think it can. It, I think it has led them into a situation where they're like, we can't just throw anybody in there because she is built as this 
unstoppable uh, empress, and so you can't have someone a sort of a new plucky challenger to go up against her. You need it to be someone, especially at Mania, someone of stature um, to be a legitimate threat. And there's nobody outside of that main event, and with Sasha and Bailey defending the titles against the rest of the women's division yeah. there, that may even have gotten her any type of decent match. You had slim pickings for whatever to so the, to put against her. But I understand that decision. I don't. I think it should have been. If you have a champion, you should be able to have a defense uh, in this match. And I don't think that main event needed the second belt. I can see what their didn't. vision, the vision you gave, probably would be what comes to as a result of this. Is that the four horsewomen are there, and then the next night they get beat down by the NXT. T four horsemen. I, I wonder. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I still, I'm not sure. I wouldn't be surprised if that's what they're going for because I guess the question mark at that point is whether Ronda is taking time away. Um, so that will be that would mess up the entire plan, I think, of what they're trying to do. I wonder. I mean, that could be what it hinges on if she's going to stick around for a bit more. I mean, I could, I could honestly see them doing that match like at the next pay per view, just and it will just be done at that point because mate. You know, it, it, otherwise it's gonna, it will take a while before they build up even Shayna Baszler as good as she is as much as she's built up in NXT it will take time to build her up on Raw or Smackdown to the point like and so to get all four of them to that level where that is a big Wrestlemania size match in terms of the draw so they, I could see them just doing it in the next month post Mania and that will be that until such a time as maybe they can revisit it later what if, if they do it one by one introduce Shayna the night after SmackDown, they bring out the third one, kind of like an NWO type thing. Even though we know the four, yeah, and it just slowly introduced because, as far as my watching matches, I'm not familiar with the other two yet to see if they're even ready for this type of yeah I jump. I, don't, I have to admit, I've fallen off with NXT watching, um, so I don't know. I mean, I don't believe they have a match at Takeover. Um, I mean, they'll probably get involved in the in the women's title match, but. Yeah, I, I don't think they've had all that much um, focus. That's yeah. I used to watch NXT religiously, and, and I haven't late. Um, maybe I should start considering I'm doing a podcast about <laughs> yeah. wrestling. Uh, anyway, we've kind of gotten distracted from our point here, which is what's next for Asuka. So, I as I said, I I think she's they're in a difficult spot with her because of how she's been booked as being so so strong, and I don't know where they can go with her, and it doesn't seem like they really want to put her up in that truly like the upper echelon with Charlotte, with Becky, with Ronda, I I have to say I would kind of be leaning towards her leaving. I mean, she could easily go back to Japan. There's a little-known promotion you may have heard of called uh, AEW uh, that might be interested because she would give real legitimacy to that women's division. They've Obviously, they've picked up a few female wrestlers, and they're undoubtedly talented, but I think she would be uh, like the jewel in the crown of the women's division of AEW. Which is what we thought we would have here in WWE, they made her such a big monster right. in NXT that she should be the focal point. One of those issues is probably she needs a little bit of work on the mic. That would that would help out a little bit. Or I, I think some, I think that's the main, I think that is probably the big issue. And she has the look. She has the look. She has the skills. But when you don't have mic work nowadays, that's a very big negative. It happens she, to she a lot would of work guys. better as a heel in that instance because I think you can get away with talking less. You just beat people up. It doesn't really work as a face, and and I'm not even sure that a monster champion works as a face because you need to have the plucky challenger. You don't. 
I mean, unless you have someone come and face her who is you're really heelish and attacking her from behind, like backstage and things like that, where you then go into the match and you really want to see Asuka just pummel uh, her opponent, it's difficult to have her as the face other than, I feel like, in that particular situation. So I, I, I don't think there's much that much more there. If they're not going to put her in that very top, um, you know, top main event position, I don't know there's much more they can do with her. Um, so I, I, I think there's, you know, the grass is green on the other side. I mean, the grass is always green on the other side, but I think in this case, it, um, the, uh, the Empress of Tomorrow might find her, uh, might be gone her, her empire. today. <laughs> yeah, something. They, that, yeah, that works. That's what I was looking for. The clever phrase. So my, my swerve on this is there's a lot of talk with the three brands becoming more on an even par as far as NXT not being a a development federation. So I say she goes back to NXT because that's where she had her most popular popularity. Shayna Baszler is probably going to be moved up so she can do the Ronda Rousey for Horsewomen. They have no woman, I don't think, that can carry the division other than bringing in somebody from the the, the main roster, which probably doesn't look like a main roster anymore the way they're going to try to even it out, I think, is what's going to happen. You're going to see a lot of veterans end up in NXT. That's very much what Triple H has been saying in interviews, that he wants it to be seen that way. And and I think in discussions we've had, we've always talked about people who haven't been being used that much. Have them Mm -hmm. go back to NXT or go there for the first time if they... I was going to say go there for the first time if they weren't in there originally, but there aren't that many people at this point that that didn't go through NXT. Other than your top... I mean, your Cena's and the older regime. Everybody else is coming out of there. For sure. So I say she goes back to NXT. They, They cannot... I mean, if she was to be released or contract expires it's AEW for sure if she stays in the states yeah i could i could see her going back to japan i as i say i i think she would really be the the focal point of the women's division and give it real legitimacy if she went to AEW and i don't know who else they might pick up but i think she would be such a huge coup for them if they could get her and but i i could see i could, i think she would probably go back to japan um if if she did choose to leave um, but all right, so how do it's we... A, 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 well, that's where I'm going with. NXT. That's got it. I mean, if, if Triple H knows talent, knows that she's not a Zack Ryder or uh, somebody she can, he can afford to No to disrespect leave. to Zack Ryder. No, no. God Zach bless Ryder. him. Yes. Oh, Kurt Hawkins, is that better? Hey, they, they, they I mean, they're on TV, and they're, yeah. they're still with them for years. But and Those two guys love WWE so much, they will never leave. They will have to be dragged out of the building, and they're so happy to be there that <laughs> WWE will, probably won't Win win or lose, them. they're happy to be... Okay, so at. here's my pitch. We've already determined it's going to be Ambrose Mania, except in the main event, because Asuka comes out and destroys everybody. Absolutely obliterates. I'm talking the announce tables. I'm talking sledgehammer. Just absolutely obliterates everybody. Takes both belts and walks off. Off to Japan. Off to, and yes, throws them in the bin on Japanese television. <laughs> a la, um, the feed goes to Japan. She dumps them right in the trash. Yep, there we go. That's that's how we're calling it down the middle. That's the only thing that is fair and just for Asuka for the disrespect. She has been shown this past week is for her. 
She she could become the female lunatic, basically, that's it. She just goes bonkers and just lays out everybody. What about she does the same thing to to Bailey and uh, Sasha and everybody? Oh, yeah, yeah. Have her ta- ha- yes, out. have her take the tag belts as well, definitely. <laughs> she takes takes, them all. Ruins everybody in that match. <laughs> takes the tag belts, shows up in the main event, has all the belts. There's there's your endearing yeah. image of Starts WrestleMania with all the belts. It's just that's it. Asuka. That's it. Because nobody is ready for Asuka. Ambrose and Asuka Mania. <laughs> then Dean Ambrose comes out, and they're both standing there at the end. There we are. Holding He's all the gold. The <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think there's any better way to end than that endearing image that we have uh, met. Life would go there. bonkers with that. Yeah, I don't know in what way either. <laughs> all right, I I think that is that is probably uh, a good point for us to stop this week. Um, we thank you for joining us and listening to our inane opinions regarding the world of professional <laughs> wrestling. Hey, Alex here. Um, coming in in post, because like we said at the top, we don't know how to record podcasts, so we most definitely did not know how to end a podcast. Uh, so I just wanted to take the opportunity to say a massive thank you to the Randy Savages for letting us use their song, Be a Man Hogan. I love the fact that we were able to use a, a wrestling-themed song and band with our wrestling podcast. Um, they are pretty awesome, so you should definitely check them out if you get a chance. And uh, please do join us next time where we will find some more issues from the world of wrestling to call down the middle. Thank you.